This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good, everybody. And Dal Roots is here. He is. Again, fully formed. Congratulations. And among his people. (laughs) Indeed. Um, And Mitchell Wayne Bennett has done it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He has uh, set it up for the fans, sort of glorious third decider. The people wanted it. Yeah. And they got it. Hashtag state of origin controlled scorelines. But yes, uh, we saw a resounding win for the Blues. Uh, 34 to 10 winners in the end. Um, some sparkling performances by the by their spine, especially their halves pairing, who easily clearly had his best game as a Blue. And Cody Walker with a fantastic return to the team after... Well, I know he played in game one, but you know what I mean? After being sort of bounced from the team last year for a poor performance in game one, he was back and they were both brilliant. Um where would you guys like to start on this one? Uh, I would like to start with perhaps the story of the week, which was the pressure on Nathan Cleary going into this game. A lot of articles being written about him, a lot of uh, comparisons to Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce himself coming out and defending him. But um, uh, Dale, we got to see probably by a wide margin, I'd say the best performance of Nathan Cleary in a sky blue jersey. I I, I rewatched the game today, and and Maddie Johns. Who, who I don't mind in comms made an interesting point, like uh, probably five minutes to go in the game that this, he surmised that this was the best game of Nathan Cleary's career up to this point. And like, he, he was a solid nine out of 10. Yeah. Um, I can't think of many games where he has, I mean, he did score a hat trick in a finals game like three weeks ago. I mean, but... I know, but like he controlled this game yeah, was... really from go to woe. Yeah, I mean, who knew that putting a 5'8 with a similar skill set to Jerome Luai, if not a little bit sort of more well-rounded, and a forward pack getting on top would uh, open up the game for Nathan Cleary to sort of play his natural game and play at a level that was just far beyond what we saw from him in game one. I thought um, couldn't couldn't really fault much of his performance. And I, I think that, Mitchell, we will probably see them stick with this Walker-Cleary performance, hopefully, next year as well, barring sort of an absolute disaster in game three. Let's never say that they're going to stick with anything. They never do. Like, yeah. Good point. The, the, the one constant of, of the, the last like 15 years is the opportunities for the halfbacks. It's and everyone else, everyone else gets shoved in and out. Yep. I do think it was the best game by a blues halfback since uh, game two, 2014, since the Hodkinson game. Ooh, and, that, and it was a better game than that game too. But that was obviously iconic with Hodgkinson's moment. But I also think Cody Walker had one of the best origin games I've seen from a... I think Cody Walker was the better player. I think Cody had a better origin game or best origin game from a Blues halves in a long time. I'm talking like 15 plus years of that Cody Walker's game was. And um, shout out to my guy, Nick Campton, giving him a 9 out of 10 in his player ratings. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've always sort of... Love Nick Campton's opinions on rugby league. He's never wrong about anything. I thought he was. I thought that was a fantastic take by him. Nine out of ten, bro. And just so now, I'm obviously being facetious. The joke is, I often make fun of him. Uh, but just so you know, those people at other publications who gave him scores like seven and seven point five. What? I see you. Who gave him a seven? Some someone did. And who? Someone, I don't remember, but some, the Herald.com person gave him, gave him a seven point five. He got an eight in the Herald. That's not too. I'm bad, right. But, I'm driving there now. Yeah, I'm right with you, Mitchell. I thought him and Cleary were both brilliant. And I thought 
I, I, I'm racking my brain to think of a, of a better performance by a 5'8 for New South Wales or a halfback for that matter in, in quite a long time. Yeah, like I thought like Cleary was going to the line in this game, which is great to see. You know, he had his first line break, first line break assist, didn't get a try assist. If you didn't get a try assist, you're a joker. Walker, Walker did all that work. Um, but what was the most impressive for him? The reason, this is the reason why, by the way, I think Cody Walker is a better player. Cody Walker cracked that game open, got them ahead. He's why they had the unassailable lead. But what Cleary did to Queensland from that period is just reminded me of that that Queensland dominant period over the Blues and that they were up, they knew they were going to win, and they ke- he kept Queensland out of the game with his boot. He kept kicking early, he kept targeting the same players, brilliant kicking game, forced some errors with it, and that was it. He put, kept the foot on the throat the whole time with his kicking, and at, that hasn't happened in a Blues half for a long time either because Pierce never did it, and Cleary hasn't done it in Origin until this point. The kicking down the right-hand side to Adokar, like just constantly turning them around. There were those two uh, two moments where he trapped Sammy either in with the tackle in his in goal or forced Sammy to play dead. It, like those short, uh, short tackle count, like early in the tackle count kicks, turning the defender around and just stopping it on a dime, like... You've, I know that it's something they would have practiced for because they would have known that Sammy stays up a long time in the uh, like into the tackle count, but those those kind of kicks and the kicks to Coates later in the game after he was injured, like they just kept compressing Queensland down into their half. They kept the pressure on, as you said, and it was even when they were 10, 15, 20 points ahead, he just kept the pressure on and kept them turning around. And that's, as you say, it's something that like a level of control that we haven't really seen from a Blues half in probably 15 years, didn't like they, a long time. Didn't they pepper poor old Javier on that wing? Oh, right. man. Poor guy. And, and that tackle, the Trebovic tackle, like I, I went, <laughs> as I said, I rewatched the game today and I went on whatever it was like WebMD and was like, I wonder what were the internal organs he may have injured <laughs> in that tackle because, boy, he just, he did not look well for the next probably 20 minutes after the poor guy. It was on the wrong side to hit him in the liver, but like uh, he he must be so sore today. Poor, poor bloke. Only He's you know, 19, he's not sore. He's not sore. <laughs> he feels absolutely just rub, nothing. Just rub some beer into it. You'll be fine. Yeah, just, have a red, just have a Red Bull. Yeah. You'll be right. Um, he he so, did, of course, get the first try with a brilliant put down, by the way. But after that point, it was pretty much one-way traffic. I mean, it was, you know, this game, even though I picked Queens, I mean, when we're going into it, we all thought the Blues would probably win. You know, the bounce back factor, they'd be a bit more fired up. In Sydney, Queensland has, has to do game day travel in, and the Blues don't, obviously. But when Ken Munster went down, you were like, oh, well, let's just wrap that up. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's yeah. it. And it's, it's not even because and, – and Hunt should have been much better than he was. I don't care he didn't train there for the whole origin camp. You're a 30-year-old who's played your whole life at the top grade. You should be able to come in and play competently in the halves. But that entire left there def- defensively crumbled without, without Munster. And Munster's also been so much with that Queensland team, with that guy who just wants his hands on the ball and, and shit kind of happens when the things yeah. are going negative. And when he plays at Queensland, he doesn't mind taking hit-ups. Like, they missed so much of what, what he brings to the team. You just knew, like, oh, he's done. This, that's, that's That game's over. That's honestly, I'm sure many people have the same feeling when he didn't come back. And I don't know why he didn't come back because he passed his HIA. They, they, they had really, when Hunt went out there, and I know that Hunt had been training at nine and we, we 
as you said, we we mentioned that. But it was kind of like they had too, they had too many. It was kind of too many chefs. You know, they had they had two organizers out there as opposed to an I organizer. Disagree. As he was a shit. They both. They, <laughs> they were both shit. shit. No, you're no, right. You're DC right. wasn't shit. Cunt had a bad game. DC played okay. But he did the stuff that I don't like about Cherry Evans, and I still, I never will. He shirks responsibility, and you're the yes. goddamn captain. You can't uh, do that. Also, Ben Hunt's at defensive efforts on the on the left hand edge. Well, uh, I mean, him, pack, what's what I'm looking for? Phantasmagorical. He was he was a ghost in, t- in his tackles. Um, but yeah, as I said, like they had t- they had two organisers out there, as opposed to the point that you make about Munster kind of. Doing the heavy, doing kind of. Mate, I'm going to slap if you call Ben Hunt an organizer again, by the way. I want to come to your house and slap him. <laughs> I would love that. I just need some human contact, please. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, I miss people. Um, but, like, it, as I said, you, you kind of, like, Munster's the spark. He gets his hands on the ball. He runs diagonally. He runs straight. He goes for the hole. You know, he, he tries to make things happen, whereas DC is kind of like, I'll oh, just. There was that like, and I know we'll get to the we'll get to it later. Uh, we'll get to it later in the pod. But like, the kick that friend put out in the full, in the second half, DC is like at second receiver screaming for the ball. I'm and I I as soon as I saw that I'm like, mate, that's that's like your job. Your job is to be there to catch the ball and kick downfield. You have literally one job at the end of a set: is to kick the ball away, and you can't do that. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, but the Blues, like, when they got on top, they really applied the pressure, and that was mm. with Cleary, as you said. And that, But that pack, like, I feel like they've kind of not got the credit they deserve either. They goddamn stomped the hole in the Queensland pack for most of the game. And, and it's definitely – I'm kind of throwing out the second-half form. The game was over at halftime, so it was easy sledding when you, if you're in that second half for, for Blues forwards. But, yeah, that first half, they absolutely ran Queensland off the pitch. And, I mean, they – Outgained, pretty much doubled Queensland meters gained in the first half. What was it? It's like, yeah, 590 yeah. from Queensland, 1,055 from the Blues, four line breaks. They don't think one incomplete set in that first half, one ruck infringement, and two penalties they gave away. But they just were all over the Queensland pack. And, mm. you know, and Queensland were lucky at, at that point, just before that last scrum try, they were down 12 4. And I'm like, this was like, fuck, are we only going to go into this, this half down eight points? After all that, but not they are uh, they didn't number up on a scrum. Oh god! <laughs> and that's it. Like this was offensively stuff. bad. <laughs> oh like, boy! I don't. Uh, and there shouldn't even be someone's responsibility to number up on a scrum because everyone should know to number up on a scrum. But that was like I thought DC had a pretty good first half, and people know I'm very critical of him. Before that, I thought when he, when we were in the game early, he really was straightening and and he was doubling up in sets. And when we scored that coach try, that was because DCA doubled up in that set and had two cracks at the Blues. But that coach try was that ball. And then DCA just goes stands on the blind for this scrum. Doesn't use that goddamn giraffe neck once to look left. And or look, <laughs> look like, you know what? <laughs> oh, you know that, that other guy who's like, he's not in my position, but he's like, you know, this, I'm at a seven, he's a six. I'm like on his side. He's on my side of the field. Hey, he's where'd he go? Hey, hang on. <laughs> There's a guy moving on the other side of the, the scrum. He's, he's, he's walking there at a slow uh, pace. And I've missed it. And then the, the, the scrum, like they, you know, the, like Paul comes out the back of the scrum. The Blues go right. Queensland don't really break fast off the scrum left. It's a three on four and they score. Yeah. And like I know on the broadcast, I replayed it and, and Joey Johns was crack going on about how they, was, they didn't number up. But 
I hadn't seen Dale brought up today. Asked us to look at it. I hadn't seen the full replay of like did Cody Walker, you know, come screaming and wrap around it. Just no, he just play? he just like slowly. It's not like it. And this was the this was the reason that I looked at it because I was. It's funnily enough, I was watching some college football, and I was like, yeah. oh, cool, like a a pre snap switch, like he's run across the other side to try yeah. and put the defense off, and I was, hang on, I. This that try from the scrum, Cody Walker. He just like I wonder if he ran across behind, and then as I was rewatching the game, he's just like 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 he's out with a small dog, <laughs> taking it for a slow walk around the apartment, and and he just like walks behind the lock and then gets the ball at first receiver from the scrum, and DC is just like on the other side of the scrum, like somebody tackle him. And he like juggled. He jogs up like they're taking a hit oh, up. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just put a line speed down this side. Yeah, what? Well. And he, then it happens again. Cody Walker's a strange player with that. It never looks like he's running that hard. And that's, and then, like, with even with his first try, it's just like, and then it looks like he's kind of just jogging around the field. And then suddenly he's broken through two tackles and he's scored. Like, and he, most of his tries look like that. It's so weird. He's a guy that just, he, for a guy who is as dangerous as he is in open play, he doesn't look like he's moving all that quickly, if you get me. And that was that maybe, scrum play and that try were great examples of that. Maybe it's like the same kind of thing with like the Morris, the Morris boys where they're like, they're kind of, or, you know, other older outside backs where they're kind of like, they're our age, they're either late twenties or early thirties. And they're like, they've, they know their own limits. But as you say, like Cody just kind of goes from zero to a hundred real quick but we don't really notice it happening yeah yeah, uh, yeah that, they right. did that again the second half though right? they didn't mumble up for a scrum and, and it wasn't anyone particular's fault but again the dce is like a, he's there and ben hunts the other side this time just like marking nobody on their goal line goal oh, line man. Like, well done fellas ben Hunt, well done ben hunts tackle yeah. at center yeah oh yeah he, like i don't want to talk about football ever again yeah, it's, it's. I'm not going to try and blame Ben Hunt because I think that's the, the easy way out here. It was a it was a piss poor performance pretty much across the park. Um, so I'm not going to blame Ben Hunt. Shout out Jack White. Bumped his uh, tackle efficiency up from 47 percent to 58 percent. Wait, that's what that's the kind of stat we like him. to see. That's the yeah. funny thing about this game too is that I actually thought when the Quentin actually held on to the ball. Gagai and Capel were getting on the outside of Gutherson and Whiten anytime they got it. They only yeah, got I, the ball. I, 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 saw, I saw like, oh, Whiten won the battle with Gagai. And I'm like, I'm not really sure that he did, uh, to be honest. I know he scored a try, yeah. but Gagai also got the better of him on the Coates try as well. I thought they were pretty even, if anything. And and once again, Whiten defensively was not very good. Um, but it didn't matter because they were just, they just steamrolled them through the middle, really. And Cleary mm. and Walker were a lot better than Kiri and Cleary were last week. Um, it's it's also something I noticed in the second half. It seemed like they were, especially towards the end of the game, splitting the kicking duties a fair bit. Cody ends up with eight kicks to clear his 15, but I feel like in that second half, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I feel like Walker was doing quite a lot of kicking towards the end of that game. Yeah, I just feel like you just they had so much possession. Like they just, That's probably they it. Had the ball, yeah. like the, it felt like the entire game, which is obviously isn't true. They had 54% of possession, but that is a lot of possession. They had 45 sets. To Queensland's 34. They'd, yeah, so there's got to be a bit more kicking than usual from Cody when, when you've got that much ball, huh? Yeah, Nathan Brown, one kick for four metres. Well done. Um, oh, my God. And what yeah. a kick. And what a kick. I thought um thought Angus Crichton was fantastic. Thought Bad to say that. Thought he really ripped in. I thought that was one of his best games in, in a while. I, I did find it funny that during the coverage, I think it was Rabs, one of them was like, oh, 
this is an aggression we haven't seen from Angus Crichton since he was at South. I'm like, did you watch him at South? He was basically an extra center when he played for South. He was running around on the edge, scoring six tries every week. He wasn't smashing people like he was in this I game. I mean, he, he had just come from rugby union, so that's true. Like, well, no, fairness. but that's right though. He was playing almost like a center, a rugby yeah. center when he when he got the ball in, when he was playing for Souths. But in this game, he was awesome. He was smashing people. He was running hard. He was ripping in. I thought he was really good. And we we said last week that Payne Haas should either start or not be in this team. And I think that opinion was vindicated yeah. by his performance as well. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think, and it's ha- happened this year on this podcast, I didn't think I'd have to put my flag in Angus Crichton Island because everyone rate, rated Angus Crichton for years. But this year, the weird thing happened. People were like, oh, yeah, Tupanua, he's taken his job. And, you know, you know what? Crichton isn't actually that good. And it's like, have you guys watched Angus Crichton? Like, when he left South, as you said, Bungard, he wasn't a traditional second rower, and he definitely struggled at the Roosters adapting to how they wanted him to play early on. But mm. he played aggressive and straight in this Origin game. And if, you know, Payne Haas might have been the best forward in the field, it, I think Crichton was close behind him. I thought they really set the standard for the Blues early. And I said this year, and I'd say it again, I think Crichton's a better back rower than Frizzell. And I think Crichton, you know, with Cordner or not, should be an automatic start for the Blues and for Australia. And I don't know why we tend to make this harder than it is with guys like Crichton. He's just really good at everything a back row should be good at, plus other things. A back row is like, you know, as you said, he can run out wide like a center. He's really good in open space, but now he's got aggressive and runs hard, runs straight. And he actually, like, he was laying the law down early in that game, hey, with his hard, aggressive running. Plus, he's really handsome. So He is. And then, then yeah, Payne Haas. So, yeah, Payne Haas had his best origin game, and he... He played like you know he was playing when Brisbane were okay. He wasn't playing like he was exhausted. <laughs> you know, you know, like you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I mean, I, I, I mean, he had 165 meters. Half of them were post contact, so that's fantastic. Yeah. That's mad. That's yeah. yeah. Actually, if you t- he had 16 kick return meters as well, so I guess if you take those out, a, a huge chunk of his post contact meters are, 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 are yeah. of his total run meters. He did, however, get sinbinned for a fight with with uh, Tino Fasumawali. It's not what you want to see, is it? Man, Tino ate his fist, <laughs> and he he can't like I I uh, there, there's that shot from behind the goal. Or Tino, and Tino gets punched in the face, and it's like when you slap a dog on the nose, and they're like, "Hang on, <laughs> what? Are you, you're not allowed to do that." I'm being good. Shout, shout out, shout out to NRL roast as well. He tweeted the the comparison photo it was um Mr. Burns yelling at Don Mattingly with the sideburns, and then it was <laughs> Daily was Cherry Evans good, yes. yelling at um. Tino with the sideburns. It was a brilliant comparison. And DCE yeah, if you're is getting, also 490 years old. But so. yeah, if you're if you're getting fed to the point that DCE's having it out with you in the change rooms after the game, that's uh it's not a great performance. Mm, good. And I just want to mention, by the way, because I've forgotten about it, but you mentioned Payne kick return meters. I wanted to mention this about Nathan Cleary's kicking game. It was so good that this is the kick return meters for Queensland backs. Val Holmes, eight meters, the yeah. fullback. Eight meters in a whole game returning kicks. Yeah. Xavier Coates, four meters. Dane Gagai, three metres. Philip Sami, four metres. That's not great. And Sa- and that, Sami, and- Sami would have had negative metres as well. Like GC was would, bad. He would, he <laughs> would have tack- tackled two metres plus the, plus the uh, quarter goals. He and, was and brutal. For perspective, you don't pay attention to kick metres very return metres often. Tesco, 80. Tubo, 54. Adokar, 46. Mm. That's wild. I, um, so did Payne yeah. have more than those back three combined? Yes. No, oh, no, close though. No, because Gagai's not part of the back three. So so 16, 16 all. Fantastic. <laughs> all jokes aside, I know I've named Corey Allen into being like the greatest player of all time, but do you think about putting him at fullback and Val Holmes on Sammy's wing for game three? Uh, 
Yeah, let's talk about the change. Let's wrap up to this and we'll talk about changes. I reckon we'll get there though. Hey, what do you reckon? All right. You also want to shout out uh, James Tedesco. uh, Exceptional. 14 kick meters. It's just so funny that like he plays like this and we're just too busy to make Cleary and Walker because we take everything James Tedesco does for granted. If you don't think he's oh. the if you don't think he's the most exciting player and certainly the best player at this level, then you are wrong. Nineteen oh, mate, runs it, for two hundred meters. Please go away. Well, I mean, so I saw you know this week there was some of those greatest of all time Origin teams out and similar and and people mm. pick you know pretty much all the people who did it picked Tedesco at fullback for the Blues, and I saw all these moronic fans blowing up about it. You know what about? You know what about uh, yeah? But would he would he have survived with the five meter rule? Yeah. What about Tim Brasher? Exactly. What about Anthony Minicello? What about Gary Jack? Yeah. What about him? Well, Gary Jack doesn't fuck even him. speak to his son. So <laughs> like, fuck him. Like James Tedesco is better than all of them, and he's yeah. better than Minicello already. And I, I've I, said this I really liked Minicello, but like Tedesco is he's different gravy. He is like straight it, up. It feels like we don't like to, like we like to acknowledge some greatness. So we like to call someone the best player in the comp, but we'll never acknowledge when they're better than former greats ever. Mm. And it's yeah. like it was like how we tried to deny how good Cam Smith was overall for like ten years. Yeah, it's so like people are like, oh yeah, Cam Smith's the goat, but also is he better than Jeff Tuvey? Yeah, I know. And but it's like give give Tedesco four more years of this, and you're gonna start calling him the goat fullback in general. Okay. Uh, I think a man by the name of Clive Churchill would like a word. That's it. You're going to have to come to terms with that. Like, yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) He's that goddamn good. And and he keeps like, Billy Slater was a great fullback again. And people call him the goat. He did not dominate origin. I'm telling you, like there was some great games, but he did not dominate origin to the level that Tedesco is. And people like to hang their hallmarks on the origin arena. Tedesco is goddamn killing it almost every game. Yeah. Agreed. He just, his performances are so consistently good that, I mean, I know we're talking about it right now, but it was almost an afterthought to talking about those other guys who played what, because he just does this every time. He's so good. He's so goddamn good. Um, You're right though. It it is. I mean, when, look, we just, we have to make our peace with the fact that we're never going to get away from like the Gen Xers saying that everything was better in the eighties and the seventies and the players today. Oh mate, you know, no one, no one, no forward since Arthur Beaton's ever thrown an offload, all that, all that shit, but. I'm going to give you Tedesco's career origin numbers, okay? 12 games, 13 line breaks, good. 11 line break assists. Pretty good. 79 tackle breaks, 6 tries, 10 try assists. Okay? So yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he's been involved in, at what, 18? Uh, well, no, he's averaging, he's averaging a try involvement, more yeah. than a try involvement per game. Per game, yeah. So he's 16 in, in everything. He's averaging a line break, a line break assist, and either a try or a try assist per origin game. Every game. Yes. And now we'll go to Billy Slater. 31 origin games. Six try assists. There you go. Well, and he did 80, that yeah. kick try. Yeah. He did a kick 86 try. T- 86 oh, tackle yeah, Good breaks. question. Good point, Dale. Did he get a try assist for chipping to himself? <laughs> no, he did not. So <laughs> so he has less try assists than Tedesco already. 86 tackle breaks. So he's seven more tackle breaks. That's it. In 20 more seen. games or something. Yeah, uh, 12 tries, which is more, okay? And then seven line breaks, you said 20 line breaks. Got more line breaks as well, you know? But, yeah, Tedesco is pretty much going out a game the clip or more for all of those numbers, bar tries. If you prorate those Tedesco stats to 30 games, I know it doesn't always work that way, but if you you extrapolated them to the number of games Slater played, he kills him. He absolutely kills him. Yeah. So how about people understand this period? They're witnessing greatness with Tedesco right now instead of realizing in five years of witnessing it. He's at another level... 
and just accept he's the best, best, most exciting player in the game. It's okay. We do this a lot. We just do this in sport in general. People don't want to enjoy Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes because they just want to talk about how they'll never be better than Brady. They don't want to enjoy LeBron James because he'll never be better yeah. than Michael Jordan. All this stuff happens in every sport. The only guy I can think of that really escapes this is Steve Smith. Everyone knows Steve Smith is fucking awesome and just enjoys watching him bat. Yeah, he's very good at mm. cricket. <laughs> I think also yeah. like it feels like he's everyone's hope, though. You know, yeah, he's, he's the great if, white if, hope. If, if it was a cricket of origin, you know, we probably we'd have to hate him for some <laughs> reason. Yeah, oh, he couldn't have survived body line, mate. Even though, <laughs> oh, uncovered, uncovered oh, Harold Larwood bowling 115 kilometer an hour bounces at him. How oh, the but fuck he swung would he have the survived? ball, mate? He swung the ball. I had to catch <laughs> a ship. I had yachts. Oh, get the so, fuck um, out of here! I thought qu- most of the Queensland guys like. You know, hindsight's always great. Everyone will have experts analysis in hindsight of this Queensland team. And when you lose, you're always worse. People think you're worse than you actually are. But uh, that Queensland pack, after being really good in game one, kind of folded. And I feel like, like, you know, Felice Cafusi kind of garbage. He was poop. Jake Friend. Isn't Jake Friend that guy that I've, you know, it seems he gets the blame anytime his team sucks. He's like one of the very few hookers that gets that. But he wasn't very good. I know people pumped up Dynamis, Louis, but come on. Not really. Like I think the only guys at Queen- in Queensland's pack that really can held their heads up high after this game are Lindsay Collins, uh, Jai Arrow, and Josh Papali. And Papali didn't come back on early enough, but I also don't care because the game was over. Mm. <laughs> just just on the Tedesco thing, uh, yeah. he is already New South Wales' third most capped fullback. Yeah, that's sort of shock. Yeah, just for the but, the Cleary one caught me off guard, though. Is, didn't you say yesterday Daly's like the fifth most capped? By the end of by the end of the, the series, route? he'll be he'll be New South Wales' fifth most capped halfback. Yeah, it's pretty good, which is insane. Good yeah. on him. And another um, and for Queensland, it's like you know I spoke about game one. How you know I love those things in Queensland. We get those games. You get to throw a Kurt Capewell in, and and you know they they do have a performance like this, and it goes down in the annals of Origin history. Yeah, this is why only it's we talk about those games. You know, one game, not games. Mm. Because, you know, you can throw a couple of reserve graders out there for Queensland for one game on one edge, and they can look like Boyd and get GI to get there if you squint a little. But for two games, like, oh, fuck. Are we really playing Cape Will and Sammy on an edge? Like, yeah, we are. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, it's just like, you know, again, we have we have the games that we won when we, when we played Dane Nielsen and Justin O'Neill. We also have the games we lost. When I they was going to say the, the game. The side. <laughs> Yeah. How many how many games did Alfie play when he came back? Just the, one. Just the one. Just the it was one. Yeah, just the one. See the game, exactly. Yeah, that's it. But, um, and yeah, of course was... they weren't three in three weeks. But yeah. I'm I'm not sure if Capel loses his spot because he still he was so good with the ball in hand. But yeah, he kept shooting up out of the line when he, when he shot up on Cody and missed him. It's like, dude, what? Just why? <laughs> they were numbered up fine. Yeah. Um, and so Blues were like Gutherson, like he's going to play game three. Then... I, I didn't hate Gutherson, to be really honest, didn't especially you? in defense. In attack, I feel like he was the only bad player on the Blues side. That's what I yeah, felt like. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that, especially considering that they were so kind of proficient in attack. But like mm. he made heaps of tackles. He threw, He flew up every time they wanted to make. Like his kick chase was really, he kind of did all the things that he was asked to do well. He obviously didn't contribute in attack, but maybe that's maybe they're not worried about that because they know what they've got outside him. Also, Tupu, the only player on the blue side that didn't make a tackle. So that's oh, really 
Oh, yeah, he was good a, as well. A weird one. I thought he was really good. Um, it, oh. Like his his carries coming out of his own end. It was you know, I was kind of I I, I said this to you guys off off mic earlier. Uh, I think it was last night. I said I I was getting to the point uh, in the first game where I was like they really need somebody to just kind of carry the ball back hard. Is this the kind of thing that you would get somebody like a Blake Ferguson back, just a bigger body to run the ball harder, and then. Tupu just comes out and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to run the ball like a front rower. I'm just going to run up, like run it up high, run it as hard as possible, especially in the first half and just hit the line as hard as I can. And he made a few post-contact meters, which isn't something that a lot of wingers do, especially in like uh, kind of kick returns. But like he ran it hard. He did his job and, you know, I thought he played quite well. So I just want to mention, well, I'm going back to Tedesco. I'm sorry to do this, but no, he's you're already not. You're not he's sorry. already got more try assists in Origin. Oh, sorry, wait, no, same amount of try assists in Origin. Sorry, as GI had. That's that's, he's, that's he's, insane. He's, so he's behind Thurston, Lockyer, Johns, Fitler, Langer, Lewis, Meninga. That's it. More than Ken Smith. Ken Smith is yeah. Yeah, that's it. So he's already that's got mad. that. And where is he on line breaks? One sec, I'll check line breaks. How many line breaks does Ken Smith have? Oh God, zero. <laughs> no, he's got more. He's got more than zero. So line breaks. Oh my Lord, he's equal with Darren Lockyer and Johns and Fitler and Daly. Mad. So he's behind just Wally Lewis, Thurston, and Meninga. And Meninga was like, Oh God, no! I'm looking at the wrong number. That's line break assists. Jesus, I didn't seal right. So no, well, uh, he's way down that list. Ignore that one, people. That didn't happen. Nothing happened there. But linebacker says he's quite similar. He's he's just up there. He's above, above Alan Langer, above Brett Kenny, equal with GI, just below Fitty Fitler and similar. So he's like top ten all time in both those stats. Yeah, this is the player he is, and he's yeah he has a game coming next next week to add to that. And unless something really happens bizarre, he's going to keep playing Origin for the next two three years at least. Yeah, he's is like it? it's 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 just insane. Like. I, I, I can't remember who it was. Was it Simon who said last night, like, it's amazing to think how good Tedesco would be if he didn't spend six years at the Tigers. Yep. Like he made <laughs> his debut in 2012. He's already been playing first grade for eight years. And he's now just like the most electric player in the world. Yeah, mate. He's going to take, he'll, like now Meninga has the most origin tackle breaks and GI second. Like if Tedesco plays another like eight or nine games, he's going to be yeah. number one. 2022, yeah, 2023. That's, so that's just that's ridiculous. That's madness. It. He's only and got people, he's, he, and he's only got what eleven games. Yeah, people were dissing him after game one. It was bizarre. He's got twelve games. Sorry, 12, twelve games. Sorry, but people were dissing him after game one. I was like, what are you doing? Out of all the people to diss in that game, stupid. Fair oh, questions. Well. Should um, we talk about possible changes for yeah. game three? Yeah, I do think that Blues bench is still wrong, but they're not going to change a thing. Mm. I, no. I didn't mind. I didn't mind Fanukin and Yo coming on. I didn't mind Yo specifically. I I thought that Brown could have done with some more minutes, especially when he <laughs> demolished uh, Jake Friend and just like fully Thanosed him out of that tackle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought Yo was quite good because he he kind of played as a kind of go between between the edge and the middles like there were some plays where he'd run through the middle and there was some place where he he would run a line um but yeah as i said i I, the balance is wrong but the way that they're using them feels kind of right um so it's you know it's hard to say yeah again i think it was still downhill sledding 
very much mm. for those guys, but they still like 70 minutes for Brown, 21 for Paulo, 23 for Famuka, and it's like that's not a lot of minutes. No, uh, I, it just makes me wonder with Payne Haas in the team and playing big minutes as a starter. I don't like is, is Junior Paulo the right fit off the bench in that role? I don't know. No, I, I'm great. I'm with you there, mate. Like, it's about team composition, really, isn't it? And I just mm. think that that bench really could do with like the spark plug. Who well, may I was going to say, I, I know Freddie doesn't like him, but you wouldn't wouldn't mind David Clemmer just ripping in for twenty minutes off the bench mate, like that. Well, either. he's not know. in the squad either. I know, I know, but, but like, yeah. but I like I actually, if they're going to keep whiting it in the centers, I don't mind a guy like a Stephen Crichton at fourteen or Jerome Luai at fourteen. Mm. You know, th- those guys have played that role as well at Penrith and come on and got in the mix. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I can't imagine them changing much after such an easy win. But um, Queensland have got a lot of think, a lot of things to think about. Yeah, well, that I'm surprised to hear. I'm happy to hear it. They're looking at Harry Grant. As I was happy for Jake Friend to play game one because he waited for so long, I felt happy for him. Everybody with eyes knows Harry Grant's a better player now. And they, and they, they picked Jake Friend for experience reasons and, and you know looking at trying to lead on that experience of like Friend, DC, Munster through the middle, through the spine, sorry. But just with the way the game's been played this year, the way the origin has been played, Grant's speed at a dummy half and his creative ability in this side is, is, is to me, you know, needed. And I'm glad to read that they are looking at that. I actually thought, you know, they probably won't do it for a game three. So maybe that'll change. Christian Welch was a huge out. They really missed him. Yep. Think he would come in for Dinama Suya or Fodawaka. I don't know if we'll see the mass changes everywhere else like some people would expect. I think you'll see Gagai and Coates retain that spot easily. I think you might see Kurt Capel retain that center spot. And then Val Holmes to the wing or Allen fullback or potentially Edric Lee on the wing. I think they might go Val Holmes to the wing, Allen fullback. And that's when, when I start thinking it's a bit of a missed opportunity to, you should have just done that game too then because like Sami was just kept in because they won the game, I guess. But, you know, that was playing with house money, keeping Sami there again. And if you're going to bring the Allen in game three, that's one of those ones that hides side a bit someone bite him on the ass. So I think that might be this, might just be the changes. Not much more than that. Even though people wanted to cut half the team. Yeah, no arguments there. I just want to see my boy at fullback. I actually think it's, all jokes aside, I actually think it's probably the move they need to make because Philip Sami, poor old Philip Sami, was pretty disastrous in this one. Yeah, and and I thought like Holmes had a bad game too, but I also feel like it, it was it's hard to judge him like yeah, solely on this game when they're all under pressure. The back was all under pressure. They were shit. The whole t- the whole team was shit. You know, yeah. but uh, for composition's sake, you do think like Holmes go out in that wing and have a, do a fantastic job, and maybe Allen can ball play a bit more at fullback. It's really game over though if Cam Munster isn't ready and, and all signs are pointing to him ready since he passed the HIA. But if he doesn't play, like don't even turn up. Yeah. <laughs> at least then you could at least if he's ruled out from the jump, you've you've got time to maybe try and work something out. With, I guess would ben be my Hart, only Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, you give him the week to prepare. I'm just trying to find yeah. some positives here if he can't play. But obviously the game will be worse for it if he can't play. That's it. And you know, other guys, I think Lindsay Collins has really, he's done, him, he's done himself real proud in this series. He'll keep that job. And he's, you know, we've seen plenty of guys in Queensland get opportunities with bigger reputations like Adela Napa, Jared Wallace, you know, Tim Glasby wouldn't have the reputation. But those guys all played Origin and we're all pretty meh. And those guys all got paid. Lindsay Collins is about to get paid, son. <laughs> that guy, like he, he's had two really good games. He'll keep his spot. And you think what Fodawaker or Dunamis will lose their spot to Welch? 
I really think I'd just put uh, Welch back in the start and keep Fodawaka, even though he had a pretty average game too. But I just have more faith in Fodawaka than I do Dynamis Louis. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, Dale, any changes you'd make? Uh, I would drop the depth charges along the tweed and send Queensland North up to Papua New Guinea. But other that's than that, one way of doing it. Um, I, I the point that you make is good. I mean, like if if Munster's not fit, like just cancel I, it. I don't push know. it back a week. <laughs> I don't know. Can Ali Brigginshaw play twice in a week? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Fodawaka. <laughs> we haven't even discussed the shepherd, but like he just played. Oh, so dumb. I know, <laughs> but the it wasn't part a shepherd. Was Joey blowing? It wasn't up. a shepherd. We so all know it that. Wasn't a shepherd. Uh, it, it, aside from it being the dictionary definition of a an obstruction, um, yeah, I thought Fodawaka was quite disappointing. Um, I, I like I like Lindsay Collins because he's just a massive passion merchant, um, and yeah. that's the kind of bloke that you kind of need coming on to do the hard running and make the tackles and just throw his body around a bit. Um, but look, if New South Wales play as well as they did last night, they won't. It's I know they, they won't. won't but <laughs> um, then, then obviously there'll be there'll be issues. Um, also, I did I did do a bit of uh, a bit of reading. It's it's actually projected to be less humid next week in Brisbane than it was this week in Sydney, which is not something that I had thought would be possible because I had obviously assumed that you know Brisbane built on a swamp, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I thought that would play into Queensland's hand, being, uh, hands being used to the conditions up there. But uh, obviously being a bit later in the year, maybe that will be something that will come into consideration. But yeah, um, put Fodawaka in the bin and get somebody else. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think that, you know, I don't really, the humidity, whatever. I don't care. That, it won't be that much of a difference. It's more the fact that no. the Queensland will be in Queensland and the Blues have to fly in on the day with the coronavirus yep. restrictions. And we all know that the home ground advantage counts in origin too as well. And the Blues don't really win many games up at Suncorp at the best of times, mm-hmm. let alone in deciders. But yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll we've all, we've all been somewhere like we've all, the three of us will have flown not necessarily even overseas, but like, I, I mean, Bungard and I have been to Melbourne uh, like flown in on the day and gone to a footy game, and and although Bungard was paralytic, hey. uh, it was the, the main issue was the fact that he was tired. That was the biggest issue. <laughs> That's true. Um, like when you fly in for these kind of things, it re- like that travel will take it out of you. So hopefully, um, you know, New South Wales get get in, have a nap. It's very important. <laughs> we need a nap. Uh, but but yeah, that that fly in, fly out kind of thing will be will be quite interesting to see how both of these teams play. Yeah, um, I do think like the other changes, like I thought Cape, Kurt Capewell was good in the attack both games, terrible in defence in both. And I'd probably put him back to the bench if I was picking the team. And I mean, a real brave man picks the Lee Cousins, Brenko and Eddie. I just don't think that's going to happen. But, I, you know. Can maybe, you imagine that happening? Yeah. Uh, people would be but, so confused. They'd but be like, a, but they look you know, different. But that's probably one of the options in their head is even thinking we drop both Dynamis and Fodawaker. Capewell goes to 17. Mm. We bring in, we bring in Branko because you you know we plan on using him anyway. Bring in Branko yep. and go from there. But I don't know. I, there's a guy in there like, well, like I've said I said this before and I said it before last game. My first good origin I thought Felice Kabuzi had was game one. That's a man who's like just there by default. Like I, he, I thought the same thing about Tyson Frizzell to be honest, considering that he's played thirteen origins yeah. in a row. That's it. Well, yeah, Kavushi is there by default, and there's not many other options. But that's why I wouldn't even mind Capewell on the bench as like 
Kafusi plays 30, or sorry, 50, and Capel plays 30 on that edge. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. And then you get Capel on with his better attacking potential. Back and he knows he knows how happens. he knows playing with those edge players as well as he said. Yeah, whereas like I'm just not a big on big on Kafusi. I haven't got time to attack Tyson Rizal though. I haven't got time to argue with Knights fans in my DMs after this. We podcast. don't know. <laughs> we we leave those. We leave that for our other podcast. Getting angry online. <laughs> That's it. Um, any any thoughts, Bungard, on, on the changes? You obviously Corey Allen. Well, obviously, um, nothing else really matters. I mean, he's obviously the key. I mean, any like I don't know. We I mean, we saw New South Wales, right? They were like, hey, let's pick the best five eighth in the world to play five eighth. Oh, we won. Maybe so Queensland hard. should pick the best fullback in the world to play fullback. I don't know. It's just uh, thinking out loud. Well, after they they call, they called you know Wayne Bennett the the greatest halftime coach of all time last week. Freddie is the worst game one, but the best. Game two adjuster? Is that what he is? Because he just goes into game one with a shit team that thinks they're going to win, and then he fixes it for game two, huh? <laughs> like, how hard, not hard to pick. I'll just pick Cody Walker and Payne Haas. Well, I'll pick two hard. of the best players yeah, in the no. comp. Do I pick the I best young prop of the players? Club? Yeah, so yeah, have I tried this? Oh, that uh, that was that worked. That was nice. <laughs> but I do, I do think the small upsides for Queensland in, in this game being a blowout is like guys like White and Gutherson stay defending in those positions. There's weaknesses that'll be left in that blue side because they won't change a thing. No, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but we'll be back on, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, Mon- we've got questions. We've got questions. No, I'm just saying that we'll be back on oh, Monday. I was about to say. No, no, no. I was about to say. amateur. It's okay. It's all right. I was about to say we're back on Monday to analyze the preview of that game once we do know who is in those teams. But before then, Mitchell, we have some questions to get to. Yeah, decided to ask you for questions, even though I thought this would go too long with questions. But whatever, people want to ask questions. Here we so, are. Yeah, we should have it to Patreon first. Far less joyous questions this week, by the way. <laughs> um, who could have seen that coming? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, over on Patreon, the first question comes from Carlo Taishin. What do you think Wayne said to the Maroons at side at half time? And do you think the team followed those instructions? Uh, maybe he got like the little magnet football board that Homer got out when he was the coach of the <laughs> team. It was like, all right, Nelson, you just spin around in circles. Okay. Philip Salmi, drop your heads. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Like, uh, I don't know. I never want to guess what they say at half time. It's, Half-time, footy sheds is usually far less inspiring than you imagine it being. Sometimes halftime speech can just be like, just fire the fuck up, lads. And then they're like, yep. do they fire up? <laughs> like, it's not like the movies. that uh, They did not follow whatever the instructions were. That's for damn sure. No, definitely not. Uh, next question, uh, Andy Valente. Jack Whiten again missed seven tackles. Presumably not including the one he gifted to Xavier at the start. Is it time to accept that he's absolutely atrocious at defending at center? He's not great defending at center, no, because he can't. He doesn't have the coverage to, to. He doesn't have the coverage to to kind of defend the way that he wants to. Like, he, when he plays at five eighth, at least he's got two players outside him and a bloke inside that can that can kind of cover his mistakes if he flies out. But like in these instances, he's kind of he's caught half pregnant. He doesn't know whether to go out, come in, mm. stay side, go sideways. That one, the 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 Xavier Coates try, like he he's literally just standing there watching the ball go past him. Yeah, he gets caught on his heels. You're, you're right on that. Like he's usually very gre- aggressive defending at six mm. at center. There's a lot of shirt grabbing towards Gagai, or he's yep. on his back foot, like on the back foot. 
And it's and Dane was like Dane has looked like the, you know one of the best centers you'll ever see for these two games. Uh, next question, Frankie. Generic comment about Papali running over Damien Cook while being a hair pulling prick. I think I handled that pretty well. The hair pulling is not something I'm around. As a, I, as a gent with longer hair, I will not accept this. He's done it before, by the way. He has. He has. Um, well, you know, that, that's. I mean, that's that's them. That's the moment of the year for that fan base. They can cling to that for another year. So good on them. Hope they enjoy. Queensland. It. No, come on. By the way, how about after all these years of Drop It's Like It's Hunt, Snoop Dogg and Ben Hunt in an ad together? I know. <laughs> how good. That's Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and paid actor Ben Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I have to play that song like right now on the podcast. That is beautiful. Get Menulog on board. Menulog. Actually, we get no, Menulog on board. No, no, no. Fuck the gig economy. But yes, still. correct. Got him. Uh... So from right to left, the Cowboys. Oh. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. M says, is referring to the patrons as good souls and the toilets as heathens creating a bigger rivalry than Origin itself? Uh, M did notice uh, I, that. I, I hope I, so. I asked the, question, the same question on uh, Twitter and Facebook where I placed the word heathen on Twitter with good souls on Patreon. She knew it. It, it, is, uh, it is rivalry without rival. <laughs> the Rivoli, isn't it? The Rivoli. Rivoli without rival. My favourite French street. <laughs> and uh, M also asked, what would have been the score line if there had been 10 Care Munsters on the field? Good question. Well, I mean, so there, wouldn't, be, there wouldn't have been any Care Munsters on the field because they would have got concussed. Yeah. I mean... If, it depends how many rum and cokes he's had beforehand. The game would have been abandoned. <laughs> Jace G, with Cordner and Kiri ruled out for the series, what will they do with the not another team movie inspired concussions remaining scoreboard develop, being developed at Suncorp? <laughs> <laughs> we've still got uh, we've still got Cam Hudson now. That's very good. Warwick Ahern, how many more times do you think Channel 9 personality is saying Stefanovic was born in East Wales until it gets to Damien Cook being a beach sprinter type of level? Oh, yeah, I missed all the pregame stuff, so or, I don't know. Or, uh, sounds like I didn't miss Moali being, being born in Orange. We're getting, yeah. we're, we are plumbing the depths, as they say. I have, I did, I, as you said, Bungard, I didn't hear the Carl Stefanovic thing once. Thank God. He sucks. Even if it was said in the game, I didn't hear it. I must tune that word out. <laughs> like... Yeah, that was total news to me. We got a couple of questions about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. As long as it's not through the coverage, I couldn't care less. Ah, uh, next question, Frankie. Thoughts on known rugby league expert Carl breaking the Queensland bubble on live TV? Uh, I missed that. It, yeah, he was in the sheds. I, I I said this to to Frankie uh, earlier today, but I I would assume that anybody that's going within Kui, the playing group, is is being tested. So, like, I have less of an issue with it than you would think, but also. I would like to throw Carl Stefanovic into a big bin. Uh, mm. So it's kind of six of one and a half dozen of the other, really. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Michael Murray's got a question for Bungard. Can Bungard give a few player ratings for old time's sakes, best and worst? Yep. Uh, Cody Walker, 12. Um, <laughs> James Tedesco, nine. Nathan Cleary, nine. Uh, Angus Crichton, eight and a half. Um, Philip Sami, three. 
Um, Cameron Munster, N.A. Hmm. N.A. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike also asked, having unattainable lead and receiving a penalty and attacking is over two minutes remaining and opting for a penalty goal is cowardly. Oh, it's just a comment. Yep. We'll take that as a comment. Yeah. There we will. And Manic P says, what is it about Q Anon that Dale finds so appealing? It's the intrigue. <laughs> That's it. Also, 10 points in Scrabble. Oh, there you go. That's more like it. Um, well, Bati is the one who mentioned on, on Twitter, mentioned the Ben Hunt thing. So I'll, I'll just give him his little shout out he would have liked. Uh, over on Twitter, David Hunter, why is there so much gutho hate? Because he misses tackles like I miss my family, mate, often and regularly, you know. But, you know, he's fine. He does his job. He, 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 I, the, the thing that I like about Gutho is that he seems like he's, he seems like he's up for it. And it's the same kind of thing with Adokar. Like I know that Adokar performs and he's got four tries in this series and yada, yada, yada. But like they both really want to be there. And, and that's one thing that I appreciate. It's the same kind of thing with like the Lomax and uh, Cottridge getting involved with their celebrations at, with the gloves on, which was very funny. Um, yeah. But like they, they seem to be they, they seem to be up for it. It's it's you know, it's their first experience being in and around. I know for Gotrich it's not, but for Lomax and for Gutherson, it's their first experience. And they, they just seem to be in it they they're up and about, and that's what you like to see. Yeah, um I think the as you said, good bloke syndrome, Gutherson and Jake Dvojevic, that's for damn sure. Better players than both of them that but yes, good I, I agree. And Freddie Freddie seems to be a big a big proponent of of the good bloke. So he does. Okay, next uh, next question comes from Liam. This is one I don't get, so I'm going to ask it and embarrass us on air. For people who seem to understand, no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, so on a scale of counting to three to counting to five, how high is counting to four? He's talking about DCA on the scrum. Mm. Oh, I'm an idiot. No, so am I. So, shout out Simon Ill97 who explained the joke to me before we came on air. So good. Yeah, I mean, very good. difficult. Yeah. The the hardest thing is with, with DCE, he, he's got that kind of like parallax error because his head is so far above That's the rest it. of his body. <laughs> How, yeah, no, exactly. It's like when you're telling your dad, dad, you need to slow down on the freeway. We're going too quickly, but you're in the passenger seat. You don't know how fast the car is going. That's it. From, from his side, there was three. It, there were three people there. <laughs> dad, we're doing 120. Son, you need to relax. We're only doing 110. It's okay. You're just seeing the wrong side of the speedo. That's it. I like that, Dale. BCE parallax error. <laughs> um, that's a okay. Wait, that's the title of the podcast. Let me write that down. <laughs> You're all welcome. Yeah, you. Uh, okay. Next question comes from Nick Campton. Who was on track to win the biggest Origin take at the Takeys? Um, I think it's still Joel, Ka- Joel, Kane. Joel Kane, Joel who Kane. said, oh, wait, which one are you going to nominate him for? It's got to be let Cleary pick <laughs> yes. the same. Yeah, that was my, that was my nomination yeah. as well. The fact that we both went there probably makes it a winner. The if fact that you said, this, was... which one are you going for makes Joel Kane the winner. That's yeah. true, but also, um, if anyone missed this, he said Nathan Cleary should, they should just let Nathan Cleary pick the team. Just so let him pick the team. Origin. Ignoring the fact that he picked the team in a grand final two weeks ago and picking his best mate at centre probably cost them a premiership. Uh, also up there is um, Gus Gould, Queensland look like they're still well in this at halftime, despite being down by ten points. Did he actually say that? Well, I mean, he he said that the the first the first half wasn't 
the first Wait, half these are words that he said, or I, th- I assume this was just like a meme that people were doing. Like, no, no, oh, no, he did, he did girls say that reckons Trump's still in this. <laughs> yeah. No, he actually said this? Oh, I okay. Th- I'm almost certain that he did. But also, uh, Joey John saying that that wasn't a shepherd. That wasn't good either. That wasn't a shepherd think, in the same way that I think the good Joel, Lord was I not think a shepherd. Joel Kane's got it locked up. Though. Yeah, Joel Kane for me. So far, so far. There's still plenty of time. Mm. Yeah. Um, Joel Kane is a, is a takesman, that's for sure. Got to respect, like, I don't respect the takes, you got to respect just, the player, the game. You know what I, you Joel know what Kane's I like the biggest, he's the, the biggest proponent of the top 10, the wildcard bullshit as well. So yeah. good on yeah. it. And also, and he puts all of changes. the names in capitals, and I hate it. Yeah. Did we ever get to the bottom of why Phil Gould was tweeting like with singulars for the team names all year? Uh, his S is broken on his screen. Like just calling it Panther. And, well, no, because he would write like Storm. So the S still clearly Storm. worked. But he'd write Rabido, beating I Panther. Know. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, he, um, him, not being, him not calling the game was rather enjoyable too. Ooh, oh, man, it was so good. Uh, Marshall23 says, Considering that Munster was still ruled out, ruled out after passing his HIA, Queensland refused to number up at scrums. Wayne's interchanges were a mess and that he was laughing in the rooms post-match. Is it clear that Peter Volandis forced him to throw the match in the shore decider? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Well, Can I mean, he, he, did, he did revive rugby league, so he's clearly revived this Rivoli. That's what we want. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you were Well, no, I was just going to ask, like, uh, the monster thing is just weird because like they, uh, whoever's on the sideline, Joey was like, oh, he's failed this HIA. And then of course it's come out that he didn't. What was the reason behind him not coming back on that? I don't know. Like, it's, like I get sometimes they're like, they, they usually are, you know, they'll, they'll err, err on the side of caution sometimes, but it was, it was goddamn origin game early on. And it's like, it was, his, you know, sometimes the players will go off for two and they'll, even if they'll pass twice, they'll go, you know what? He's not coming back on. Yeah. I kind of no, don't I'm, mind it, but because like if they, thought that it was bad and you know we we saw the inverse of this last week where we were all flabbergasted that boyd caught in a past one and was allowed uh, to come back on so here we go found it the doctor for queensland said he passed but it doesn't matter he was a category one based on his poor balance demonstrated on the replay meaning regardless of passing his hia he was not allowed to return but then why do the hia uh, I guess, they, i'd say because they have to I guess at the HA first, and then they would have probably been told by the guys. Right, okay, okay. Well, you know, that's good. It sucks that he missed the game, but, you know, that's good. Yeah, it does suck. Well, yeah, again, erring on the side of caution isn't the worst thing on these, but I just thought Origin, they were just putting back out there anyway with the brain scrambled. Concussions take the night off when it's state against state and mate against mate. Yeah. I did tweet this today, so I'm bringing my own lame tweets to the program. But just like I had that, that you know, family's temporary and premises forever. Uh, Brain cognitive function is temporary. I did say that. series <laughs> wins are forever. Get out there, game three, Munster. If you forget the game at 50, who cares? Because everyone will keep remind you about it. If you go I did say that. I, I didn't. I usually enjoy your work. Didn't. I, I, I just had <laughs> I to let that my, one go through to the keeper. Well, I enjoyed my work. And then he gets <laughs> about like a real life rugby league memento, writing down every time someone tells him that he won game three in 2020 and write it down, wake yes. up the next morning and read a note. He's oh, just why would you go through, yeah? <laughs> carrying around a Polaroid with Nathan Cleary on it that says "Don't believe his lies." It's Man, basically <laughs> it's basically the story, the, the the plot of Memento, but with footy. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. I'm all down for it. Don't believe his Okay, lies. I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> if this man asks uh, you to do a TikTok video with him, don't do not believe do his it. lies. <laughs> 
Uh, this man killed Ke- your premiership. Uh, what Kieran said. So Adokar will get one week for the headshot on Sammy question mark. No, too late. Didn't happen. Yeah, it's but it's it is a fair point though, because I mean it, I don't know. What 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 happens? Like it's it kind of mixed messages again. You know, we saw a player ruled out for a head injury and then I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Also, if, do if we, Sammy, do if Sammy got just, concussed, would would Adokar have got in trouble? Probably. I don't know. Do we want to just uh, explain why uh, Frizzell wasn't cited for his uh, the issue with Munster? And he wasn't penalised. I mean, yeah. yeah, they didn't even get a penalty for an incident which ruled a player out for the match. I find that a little bit well, hard. I thought he got hit in the air, but that's just me. Well, Sutton said he didn't do it because of the he thought the twenty meter tap is a better advantage than a penalty, and I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, he played the advantage effectively. So uh, that's what he said, and I actually agree with that. Yeah. I'm like I'd rather so, have a twenty minutes tap than a penalty in my goal. Is the is the rule there because it's been dealt with on the field? It can't be dealt with by the match review committee. No, they can deal with it. It just I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's worth anything. It was yeah. just it was a challenge in the air, but like he didn't mean to bounce Munster's head off the ground like that, and it wasn't exactly the most dangerous challenge. He did he just like Swiss ball his head into the turf. It wasn't very pretty. It wasn't very pretty. So yeah. Yeah, I know, but he did like again. He didn't like. I know intense not always the thing, but come on, that wasn't a challenge that was. That isn't really considered that dangerous most of the time. Mm. Um, going a couple more questions. Ryan Watson says, is Gerbo bringing Queensland back into the contest with his under-the-ball tackles, riding in a quick ruck, inability to bend the line with his runs, and overplaying <laughs> his hand in attack, taking the ball at first receiver far too often and slowing down at shifts? Is he just James Graham? Yes. Sure. Sure. But uh, I agree with you on a lot of these things that, he deserved his origins spot at some point. I actually think he's the worst middle in the pack, like out of the, the regular ones. I don't yeah, I agree. There, but uh, yeah, he gets overrated because he hits low. It's like, yeah, mate. And yeah, he's the he's the new Trevor Gilmeister, mate. My my they big thing that. is my big thing is that that's and as I replied to to our our esteemed uh, listener, uh, extremely disrespectful to James Graham. Yeah, but like I'm happy. I've said this to you guys before. I'm happy for Tvojevic to play every Blues game because he doesn't impact Queensland for mine. And again, he in its in a pack that was rolling and smashed Queensland's pack. He certainly ran the ball nine times for 69 meters in 59 yeah. minutes, and that includes when he carries it at first receiver and passes. Mm. So that that ain't a lot of involvement. No. Uh, last question. Oh God. Will a portion, portion of the Patreon subscribers' subscription fees be put towards subsidising some therapy for Bungard after Damien Cook was trampled by Joshua Parley with 12 men on the field once again? Yeah, I'm so upset that Damien Cook's team won by 30 points and Cody Walker was the best player on the field. It's been, mm. oh, All I can think about is a man who pulled someone else's hair three minutes later, scored a try, devastated. Well, I, think, I, I, I didn't think... That moment was devastating for you. It's more the fact that, oh, here we go. We're going to get questions about this. I, I knew it as soon as it happened. I think the like, pe- to the, the point where I of- saw Papali get the ball and I saw him look at Cook and I was like, well, time to turn that. I'm just, uh, just going to be frank. I think in the question time after South lost, they disgraced themselves. And yeah, and it's kind of stopped. Yep. Because I think they, they realized that, um, that, yeah, the jokes kind of died. They created um, our worst podcast in a long time. That was on the people, not on us. No, it was. It was. And, and uh, you know, and again, last night, I'm tweeting about how Cody Walker's the best five out in the world. And I got Raiders fans. What about Whiten? Yeah, well, he's, they threw him into a different position because Cody Walker's better, mate. So suck on that and shut your exactly. mouth. Oh, but Josh Papali scored a try. Just like when Andrew Johns played all that game, all those games at hooker, the better player played seven. That's right. Exactly. Yep. Thank, you. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. 
Okay, no more questions. Um, can left. we before we go though? Can we please talk about the NRL means guys court defense? I, I gotta respect it. He's he's there. It's it's, kind of like, it's a really reflection of the times now. Like just like you go through the Trumpian things, and Trumpian should be a definition word, but it's like you just deny things that are true, and people might believe it. Dale, have you got the quote there? Because I can uh, try and find I it. Do, but... I do have the quote there. Give me, give me <laughs> so Uno if anyone missed this, the guy, the NRL memes guy who alleged that a woman in a in a sex tape was Mark Guy's daughter has faced court today. So, so my so my charges. He ran the Facebook page NRL memes for several years. Yeah. But what did he say in court today, Dale? Uh, so my my partner is a lawyer, and she was like, mm, "Interesting defense." Um, uh, do you s- <laughs> read it out, please? Sorry. Uh, he, he denied making the post, telling the court he had absolutely nothing to do with the page and sought legal advice from a lawyer. I don't know, as opposed to seeing it, seeking it from a banana. <laughs> he could also not explain how Ms. Guy's statement of claim hand delivered to his house on May the 23rd, 2019, ended up being posted to the page that same day. He was shown a screenshot of a profile on Facebook from March last year, bearing his name, photo and banner picture of a Sydney Roosters player but could not explain its existence and said that he'd uh, never owned a social media account yeah, so, he, that, so the, the, the prosecution lawyer pressed the defendant on how a communication student who majored in journalism would be able to graduate from university without social media I mean a he good question telling a court that a bachelor of communication did not <laughs> teach you how to use social media he said that it was not said that it was not a requirement for him to use social media platforms this is the, this is the cherry on top Sir, you are lying to this court that you did not publish those memes. <laughs> that is, I love it as a court case about memes. Oh boy! And it's like the, I'm it's not the lying. new Nuremberg defense, sir. Yeah. You are lying about these memes. Man alive! Never even heard of the internet. Who is that? And he's just going. I'm not lying. Nothing but the truth. I never took place. All those quotes are amazing. It's like I've never even heard of Facebook. <laughs> you know what? If if I if I was defaming somebody i would just fuck my life up some more and perjure myself why not you're already going to jail <laughs> it's pretty great it's such a bad defense i'd almost let him off just be like yeah, this is know, so comically stupid that this gavel. man will not surprise this man will not survive in prison boys will be boys play <laughs> on just incredible stuff really shout out to I him. Never I shanked him what are you talking about oh, yeah so this account nrl memes with your name on it and your picture oh n- nah could be anyone could that be any- not that, me. That, be anyone that, all these screenshots of you sending people messages bragging that it's you. That's not you. Oh, I've no, no idea where that came from. I've never <laughs> used the internet. It's I've a read deep fake. I'm going to have to play the fifth. I might have been catfished. <laughs> no, shit. Well, we'll get right on investigating that. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Just lovely stuff. Really lovely stuff. Anyway, uh, we've come to the end of another episode. Yeah, um, and remember, if you ever find yourself in court over some questionable Facebook posts that you've made, don't say you never had a Facebook account. It probably no. won't work. Yeah, but uh, I do like that. Like he has a lawyer who who's advised that this is the best defense he has. Is his can lawyer? You, the, is his, his lawyer, lawyer the guy from the castle? Like, is it? <laughs> it's Marbo. <laughs> it has to be. There's no oh, other reason dear. for it. Uh, anyway, all right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next early next week with your State of Origin Game Three Decider preview rivalry without rivalry will continue. <laughs> Say goodbye, Dale. Uh, everybody, remember to watch Women's Origin tonight, eight o'clock. All the usual places. Yeah. Women footy. Good. Yeah. Say goodbye, Mitchell. And we'll be wrapping that up on Monday as well. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.